gentlemen it's sunday so you know what that means it's an all new episode of the rap lab podcast it's your boy the candy man twenty dollars cash is me whatever you need come see me the alfre to the d to g or not to g is the question y'all know who it is y'all know what i do keeping it true it's the q and uh shout outs to our man's rev barber shout outs to our brother to what's the dealio and uh it's just me and Q right now, and this is going to be the first in a series, uh, Welcome to Rap Lab, The Formula, where we take a deep dive and go in-depth into a topic that we normally wouldn't talk about that's special to the two people that's recording this episode. So me and Q, we both Death Row fans, so we're going to give a, a interesting, introspective, deep dive look into Death Row Records. And um, this will not be just a, a one-off because uh, it's going to be me and Rev for one, me and T.O. for one, so stay tuned. But today we're talking about Death Row. Yo, Q, um, it's so much that we could start on with Death Row. Obviously, for the people out there that know Death Row was started or the, uh, the, the idea for Death Row started when uh, Dr. Dre was on Easy es Ruthless Records and Suge Knight was doing security for Ruthless. Tell the people about that story that might not know. The whole deal with um, Suge Knight, he used to be a bodyguard. And at the time, he was the bodyguard for Bobby Brown. And, you know, he was always around Easy, always around Dre and the DOC and all the rest of them. So he had an ear for the music business. And at the time, you know, Suge Knight was managing a couple of artists and he was getting them deals. And Dre felt the way about Ruthless Records and his contract. He felt he wasn't getting paid what he was supposed to be getting paid. So he approached Suge with it. He's like, yo, Suge, can you look at this contract for me? And, you know, Suge had connections. So Suge looked at it. He was like, yeah, Dre, you're getting jerked out your money, man. So how about you and I, we start our own company, man. That way you could do your own thing, get paid. And Dre said it himself, Suge was just an aggressive guy who did what he had to do to get what he had to get. So, you know, the history tells us about it. The releases that Eazy-E had to sign for Dre, D.O.C., and Michelle A. And, you know, it was it, it was ugly, you know, the way that the business was done. But Dre got it done. He was let go. Him and Suge started Death Row Records. And, uh, you know, they just they just, you know, went from there. And it's interesting to note that this happens almost a year and some change after Ice Cube was the first one to leave Ruthless over the same money issues. And at the time that Ice Cube left, Dre was like, nah, man, we ain't getting jerked around. But Ice Cube was the first one to see it. Ice Cube left. And we all know the story about uh, no Vaseline and 100 miles and running and Dre and Cube going at it and, you know... And that didn't even end because once Death Row started, uh, you know, you 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 know the line I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, what was that on uh, Dre Day about the uh, about the White Sox hat? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's the it's the last it's the last verse where where him and Snoop are going back and forth, and 
We're going to creep to South Central on the street knowledge mission as I steps in the temple. Spite him, got him as I pulls out my strap. Got my chrome to the side of his white socks hat. You're trying to check my homie. You best Let's check, check yourself. Because when you diss Dre, you, you diss, diss yourself, yourself, motherfucker. I'm like, yo, that was crazy. I mean, I knew Dre wasn't going to let that slide. And Snoop wrote them rhymes in there. In fact, on the chronic, there was a bunch of lynch mob references. Oh, yeah. Nothing but a G <laughs> thing. Mobbing like a motherfucker. But I ain't lynching. And then on a, uh, Let Me Ride, some niggas like lynching, but I just watch him hang. So I'm like, oh, man. Dre's going in, man. So, but which was funny because Ice Cube's in the video. <laughs> yeah, for the video version, he had to change it up a bit. He, you know, he didn't diss him. They, they squashed it. They settled it because they was homeboys before NWA. And I kind of find it interesting that Dre went that route dissing Easy because he went after Easy first with F with Dre Day, and then you know, obviously Easy responded. So I thought it was a bold move by Dr. Dre. Imagine if he just would have just did the album. Just went about his way, did his thing, and boom, boom, boom. But once the beef was popping, then it really started to escalate after that between Ruthless and Death Row. Yeah, but to 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 backtrack just a little bit. So look at the roster where Death Row first forms. Now you said easy for you said easy sign the releases. A lot of people don't know the the first Death Row release was the Chronic, and yep. as part of the release, Easy E made twenty five cents a copy. Hey, he said Dre's day only meant Easy's payday. Twenty five cents a copy, four <laughs> copies. He just got a dollar. That's right. And when you do the math, how much did the Chronic do? Chronic uh, did about like uh, I want to say four million, five million. So when you do the math on that, I think Dre, I think uh, Easy made a cool million off that album, man. Just boom. I was like, wow, that's that's intense, man. But it's interesting, too, because, you know, Deep Cover was the first single. And Deep Cover wasn't released on Death Row. It was released on Epic. So it was on the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Right, 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 right. And and double check that for me, too. Can you, I, you know, we just going off the cuff with this one. I want to make sure that I well, shouted out Deep Cover right. Uh, well, the Chronic sold three million. So. Mm, okay, so it was three. Yeah, but but that's still a, he had to have made at least five hundred thousand. <laughs> he off had the to, he, he said he bought a new house and some stuff with that money, man. So you know, easy easy was smooth with that one. But the Chronic is still a classic, a big huge album. And what I loved most about it, it it gave opportunities for other artists because you had Snoop, you had RBX, you had Daz, you had Corrupt, you had Rage, you had Nate. And, you know, DOC was helping with the writing. Snoop was helping with the writing. And we stated it on archive episodes that without Snoop, there is no chronic. Uh, the chronic might as well be called Dr. Dre and Friends. Yeah. But, but like you said, look at that roster. You got Dre. You got Snoop. You got Daz. You got Corrupt. You got Rage. You got RBX. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The DOC, who was on Ruthless with them, even made an appearance. On, on this album, because he was part of Death Row, too. Yeah, he was on the 20 Sack Pyramid, uh, one of the skits. And it's kind of funny, because Eazy-E wasn't the only target on there. They, you know, took shots at Tim Dog. Even on the 20 Sack Pyramid, where it was like, uh, oh, yeah, these are things that Tim Dog would say and all that. So it's like, and Luke Campbell, too. Luke Campbell had to get some of that smoke, too, man, because there was a, there was a, I think it had to do with an interview that Easy did, and he was sitting there with Luke, and Easy was saying some things about Dre, and uh, you know, it looked like Luke was co-signing it. So you know, once you say something, you got to get it. But it was interesting as well to really look at how the roster, everybody got an opportunity to rhyme on the Chronic, and it was so good. Like Daz is Snoop's cousin, so Snoop bring Daz in, and Nate Dogg was a family friend. You know, Warren G. He was in the group 213 with Snoop and Nate. So all the talent just kind of just drawn in together. And Warren G is Dr. Dre's stepbrother. So he brought in that initial core talent. And, wait, wait, um, did, did, did you mention uh, Nate Dogg? 
Yeah. You mentioned Warren G. Uh, of course. If you smoke like I smoke, get high like every day. And if your ass is a buster, 213 will regulate. I can't believe I'm singing. I, I clowned this guy for singing. Now he got me singing. But, it's infectious, people. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, man. Like, I, I also read that Warren G felt the way. Like, Death Row didn't, didn't, didn't mess with him. They didn't try to, you know, sign him. Yeah, because Warren G was a, de- was a Def Jam artist, but... But the history and everything, I'd rather be a Def Jam artist than a Def Row artist, no? Yeah, but, I mean, prior to that, Warren just wanted to be down, you know? Like, when they was all together at the award shows and everything, they all had on Def Row jackets. And Warren, the only thing he did on The Chronic, he appeared in, you know, nothing but a G-thing, putting up his middle fingers, or he was uh, twisting something, I think. And then he was also on one of the skit, These Nuts. He's the one on the phone talking to the shorty. So... But I mean, in the second Death Row release, Doggy Style, Warren G had a bigger a bigger role. Yeah, he actually rapped on that on "Ain't No Fun." Yeah, yeah, that, that that's another classic song right there. And you gave me all your pussy. <laughs> Come on over, and I break you all. Shout out to T.O. Me and him always laugh at that record, especially the House of Blues version where Nate Dogg added in a little extra, which is which is legendary. And I'm feeling kind of horny. <laughs> oh man, but uh. But yeah, I mean, look at the look at the second album, Doggy Style, man. All about Snoop. All about, I mean, well, you know, all the, the characters with the RBX and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rage, Rage was on the intro. Yeah, Daz and Corrupt. What wasn't the Dramatics on there too? The Dramatics was on Doggy Dog World. That was the sample, you know, with the fabulous Dramatics, and they and they're singing the hook and the chorus. I love the video too. The video itself, Doggy Dog World, plays tribute to all the shows from the 1970s. You know, you got. Um, What's happening? You know, rerun doing all the dancing. You had Foxy Cleopatra in there. Shout out to Pam Greer. And, uh, you know, you got Fred the Hammer Williamson. You got him in there. You got uh, all these guys, man. You know, it was just, it was just, it was just, a, it was just a tribute to everybody. And I love that now you can focus on Snoop and the Dog Pound. You know what I mean? Dre kind of played the background a little bit. And Snoop said he freestyled a lot of them songs. Like, he would go in the booth and just one-take them. Like, that's just who he was. And look at all the songs of there. Gin and Juice is a classic. Sipping on Gin and Juice. <laughs> Way back. Right. What's my name? That record right there. You know my motherfucking name. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it's, it's it was just it was just great to, to, just oh, to see the follow let's, up. Let's not forget Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right. No. What's my name? That record. And it's funny because that wasn't even the original beat. No. That wasn't the according to Snoop. This is the this is the thing with Dre. Dre is an evil genius. He'll create a beat, but then he'll get inspired to do something else. And then Snoop said when he went to the studio. That's when, you know, Dre changed it up and said, yo, I want you to rap over this instead. And that's when Atomic Dog came in there from George Clinton. Shout out to Parliament Funkadelic. You know, it was it was all about the G-Funk at the time. It was great, man, that Doggy Style album. Let's not forget Lottie Dottie, who wants to party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Slick. But great. you know what my favorite, uh, you know what my uh, favorite Doggy Style track is? What's that? Pump, 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 pump. That was a hard track. That was a hard track. Shout out, shout outs to Lil Malik, whoever you are. <laughs> Even Bow Wow was on the album in oh, the skit. A lot of people don't know that Bow Wow was on the road. Yep, he was. Yeah. But you, you know, when you, when you mess with Big Shook, you, you got to get step. Oh up. my lord, yo man, listen, this whole Big Shook thing. Since we're here, yeah. why do you call him Big Shook? It's Big Shook. What you mean? Just why call, I call him Big... Shook Knight. No, 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 it's Big Shook. It's Shook Knight, bro. 
It, it ain't gotta be all that big Suge. It's Suge Knight. Nah, it's, it's, big, it's big Suge. Why? You afraid of him? I'm not afraid of him. I just I just do what he tell me to do. But he ain't tell you to call him Big Suge. Listen, if that, that if I ever meet that man, he you say his name Big Suge, Big Suge. Sign, sign of respect, bro. Ah, man, I think man, as far as that go, but but you see how how now now it's levels. Now the the uh, murder was the case came out. Yeah. Which was a great soundtrack. Well, before we get any further, shout out to Dennis Edwards. Um. <laughs> what was your what's your favorite uh track on the chronic? Man, there's so many on there. For me, you got to pick one. All right, well, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Let Me Ride because anytime I'm in my car, I just picture myself l- listening to that song and just vibing out to it. So, I'm gonna go with Let Me Ride, but the whole album is great. Yours? Well, Let Me Ride is cool because you know anything with anything with some singing. <laughs> I'm always uh I'm always down for. Uh huh. Let me ride. Right, but, right. Uh, you know, I've always been a sucker for Jamaican lyrics. Oh man, Little Ghetto Boy, man. I mean, Little Ghetto Boy is a great, great song, and it has a message behind it. That's the thing, too. Didn't Didn't she say, "Eh, well, you know, I'll come to baby." No, nah, that was "Let Me Ride." Oh, that, that was? was the intro to "Let Me Ride." Yeah, she oh, said shit, that. What the baby? <laughs> you go through and you carry. <laughs> Nah, but Little Ghetto Boy is cool, man. You know what's interesting now that we digress into it? You see the shift with Death Row when it came to the messaging and music? Because the chronic, a good majority about it is about the riot. Yeah. About the Rodney King incident. The day the niggas took over. And that was a big record. And then they talked about the gangs and the ghettos. And then we get the doggy style. You know, now it's a little shift change. And now you're getting more and more. It's like you're losing the conscious... Because there was some conscious in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was early, the early 90s. Now, you know, you're shifting into other things. And it's crazy with Snoop. When he dropped Doggy Style, Snoop had a murder case going on. Yep. Uh, apparently, uh, he uh, allegedly, him and his bodyguard killed uh, Philip Walter Marion. Yes. Tell the story. Because the way I understand the story, right? They, they, left, they left the spot. They was headed to the studio. And they seen this dude in... Apparently Snoop's a crip. This guy's a crip, but apparently they had some beef, and he he drew a gun and and, and the bodyguard killed him in self defense. And that was the argument that was said by uh, David Kenner, who was the lawyer for Death Row, that it was a self defense thing. This is Snoop's bodyguard, and Snoop's bodyguard said it. He's like, I saw the look on his face. He was reaching. Either I was gonna go or he was gonna go. And then they, you know, self defense is what happened. Uh, what they said, and then they fled. And while all that was going on, there was a warrant for Snoop's arrest. And it, 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 it and it's mind-boggling because he was at one of the award shows getting ready to perform. Cops is in the building looking for Snoop Dogg. They know he's going to be there that night. Snoop went out there, performed murder was the case, and towards the end of the song, he looked up and said, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Then the lights go off. He goes backstage. They take him. They arrest him. And it was like, it, it was a legendary performance, but how crazy murder was the case. And that's exactly what they had on them. Let's just say art imitates life, man. Oh, you know how the prosecutors do. They prosecute these rappers using their lyrics against them. Oh, yeah. Speaking of murder was the case, murder was the case had a soundtrack. Murder was the case was on Doggy Style, the original. I mean, everybody prefers the remix, but let's talk about the film for a second. A lot of people don't know that a film existed called Murder Was the Case. Fill the people in, Q, on that plot line. Uh, the Murder Was the Case film is kind of like, 
I, I would like to call it the dogumentary because it was all about Snoop Dogg. So, you know, there's some videos highlighting from Murder Was the Case. They were trying to create a film and everything. You got Natural Born Killers on there, which was Dre and Cube reuniting, which was refreshing. You know, you got the Murder Was the Case remix that you mentioned. And it was really an Dre uh, touting Snoop as the one, as the next one up. Like the music business, this is the guy right here and this is the star. And it was a short film. Uh, shout out to Ricky Harris, rest in peace. He was also in there. Uh, I know, I know you're you're very good with Death Row affiliates. I know you heard the name Heron. Oh yeah, I know yeah. about Heron. Heron, Heron was all he was also on uh, Doggy Style on the skit on the murder was the case. Uh, shout out to Charlie Murphy, rest in peace to him. He was also involved in it. He was one of the actors in the film. One of the five fingers has been faced. <laughs> well, man. So uh, yeah, it was it was a monumental project, and you know you got Jewel on there. You got. Um, you know, the Dog Pound was on there. You got the LBC crew introducing Trady. Trady jumped in. What, what's your favorite song on Murder Was a Case soundtrack? I got to go with Natural Born Killers, man. Like, I'm going to pick the sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is, right? Oh, man. I'll give you a hint. You listening to W Ball. <laughs> Calling my dicks in your head. Oh, God. That's your joint right there. 21 Jump Street, 21 man. Jump Street with Trey D. I love that fucking song. That song is fire. Shout out to DJ Quick, too. Dollars and Cents was also on there. And, uh, yeah, he did some MC8. And, uh, yo, uh, the sleep, the real sleeper of that, uh, of that soundtrack, uh, East Side Nigga, West Side Nigga. <laughs> you know what's ill, though? The Young Soldiers. What's the, up? The Natural Born Killers video. You saw who was one of the snipers, right? Who? Tupac. When you look at the clip, you see uh, Dr. Dre jumping out of the window. Cube is standing at the window because basically they were uh, they were criminals and they were on the run. And they were uh, surrounded by the cops. And they kept yelling, hold your fire, hold your fire. You see Tupac holding the sniper rifle and he shoots at Ice Cube. So it's, it's, it's interesting. He was in the video. He wasn't even signed with Death Row yet. He was just there. But, but we know Big Shug. Shug Knight. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yo, yo, before we continue, yo, yo, big oh, Shug. Oh, my God. Hey, let's not get disrespectful. Yo, yo, big It ain't about disrespect, dog. Hold on, I got you. Let me, let me finish. Yo, big Shug, keep your head up. We riding with you. Why you looking at me? You want to be Shug so <laughs> bad, right? <laughs> no. It's the 95 Source Awards, right? Keep your head up, big Shug. We riding with you. Oh, my Lord. But, um. Why don't you continue the rest of the speech, man? Go ahead. Recruit people. Go ahead. Recruit people for the rap lab in the in the death row way. Go ahead. So, if you got a podcast and you all in the group chat and the so-called leader all in the group chat, in the park, all doing the electric slide, trying to give away backpacks to the people, you don't want to deal with that. You want to be a real podcaster. You want to... Have your opinions not held against you? Then come to the rap lab. Woo! <laughs> doing, doing the Danny Boy impersonation. Yeah, and, uh, and, and tell, tell that bitch Christina to shut that baby Calvin up. Oh. Yeah. But moving on. Um, But yeah, so... Like... And, and that's not the first time that Death Row made movies either, because... They uh they had the robbery. Remember the robbery? Yeah, they had the robbery scene with Dre and Snoop. Where they went in the liquor store and robbed the place. <laughs> that was tight. It's interesting how they rehashed that many many years later when they were doing the Up and Smoke tour, when Dre and Snoop reunited. So, yeah, that I mean it, 
and 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 it's and it's great because that's the core of Death Row, Dre and Snoop, those guys together. You got the producer and you got the rapper, and you bring in all this extra talent now that Dre can work with. So that's the that's the thing too that we need to point out on Death Row. When Dre and Suge got together, Suge's job was handling the day to day business. His job was, you know, managing the company, the financials, and everything like which, that. Which is funny because Suge was never known as a business guy. He was a lifelong security guy. Yeah. And now he's handling books, yeah. making power moves. He learned. He studied. He was there. He soaked up game. And he he, he, he said it, too. He learned a lot from Easy e Even though the beef and everything, what it was, Suge was a student of the game, and he was a sponge, and he just soaked up everything. So um, Dre's job was the music side, bringing in artists, producing records and making sure that they were happening so that was the agreement that they had DOC was one of the main writers his job was to nurture the talent which is what he did with Snoop Dogg imagine if DOC stayed and then Pac and all them came around man like it would have been it, it would have been interesting to see the creativity that would have happened with those guys you remember what, what Big Sugar used to go around Suge Knight Suge Knight you know what Suge used to come go on around? dog you know what Suge used to go around saying about Death Row Remember he used to call it the Motown of the 90s? He was right because as a black CEO, you know what I mean, this was the first time you ever seen some something like that. Somebody from the hood come out of there, out the mud, and, and, and just create their own label. Even though Interscope was the figurehead, Suge Knight had all of Death Row. So it's like, it's his company, his vision. We haven't seen anything like that since, like, Barry Gordy. So, yeah, I, it, it made sense to, to, to call it that. And not even that. You want to keep rolling with the soundtrack? We were in 94. Yeah. Above the Rim. Big, 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 huge. huge classic soundtrack, man. And it, and it goes to show you the vision because Suge Knight is the executive producer. So now he's finding talent to appear on this. That's where Pac come in. And then, you know, he paid Pac in cash. They ain't even, they paid him for a bunch of songs. They only used one. They only used pour out a little liquor. Pain didn't get used. Pain didn't get used. But um, that's that. that you, you know whatever song? What? Hard on a nigga. Yeah. That was supposed to be on there. And then look at this. Um, The the breakout song on that soundtrack was, If you know like I know, <laughs> get out like every day. Yo, man. Re the regu Regulate by Warren, Warren G. G. And Warren G, man, it, coming out with that record, that record was so big, it had to be on that soundtrack. So And uh, Afro Puffs by Lady of Rage. That was another big record. Shout uh, out to The Weak Link. Yo, listen. Shout out to The Lady of Rage. Don't listen to this fool. He ain't disrespecting you. I love you, Lady of Rage. Don't listen yo, to this guy, off, man. First off, first off, Leave not, Lady of Rage alone, bro. I, no, bro, I'm quoting, so I'm quoting. You I'm quoting, quoting Pac. Pac called Lady of Rage the weakest link because she didn't want to get involved in the death row and bad boy beef. She didn't have to get involved. She, she, yo, you remember the 95 Source Awards when she was up there performing? Junior Mafia showed her love, and then when Junior Mafia performed, Lady of Rage showed nothing but love. So come on, man. Leave her alone. Listen, 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 listen. If Pac said it is true. Right? No. Yeah. Pac could say a whole bunch of stuff, bro. Pac said a whole bunch of stuff. That don't make it true. Pac's when, not a liar. When Pac said weak rappers like Nas, Nas ain't weak. Mob Deep, Mob Deep's not weak. Well, you know, you know how I get when you got a gripe against somebody. Cause That's fine. Nigg niggas say that rap labs suck and we don't suck. They can say whatever they want. And those who made that comment ain't nothing but suckers. So I don't even pay them no attention. Yeah, real petty with your whack-ass freestyle. But anyway, <laughs> um... But yeah, so so Rage got Afro Puffs on that soundtrack. Um, 
Nah, but Above the Rim, and, and look, Murder Was the Case soundtrack platinum. Above the Rim soundtrack platinum. We got soundtracks going platinum. They was making a lot of money. Their fro was on was unstoppable at the time. And then uh this is where this is where things kind of get a little funny because Dog Pound is waiting. They waiting to get to get their to get their due. Dog food getting ready to come out. We nineteen ninety-five, right? Yep. January ninety-five. Dog pound is waiting to get dog food out, but you look at the production credits, Dre only mixed it. He ain't produced a damn, not a damn song. You know what I think about that? I have a theory about that. What's up? And you know that record wasn't released on Death Row. It was released on Priority. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's got the Death Row stamp on the it's, back. It's got the stamp, but it was distributed through Priority. Yeah, it wasn't distributed through Interscope. And I, and I like that because what did Easy e say? If Dre touched any record... Whether it be a producer or a rapper, he's gonna make some money off it. So in a way, Dog Food is like an indie release. Yeah. So they were able to keep the money. And I remember Daz was saying that Dre went to them and was like, yo, I want y'all to tear this up. Like Dre did not get involved on the production side. So Daz really stepped up as a producer and showed what he can do. DJ Pooh was another producer on there. He did New York, New York. And uh New York, New York, <laughs> big city of dreams. And you know what? I'm glad we could talk about that, man, because people need to really need to do their history. Man, Biggie 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 put a hit on a dog pounder. Biggie Biggie ain't put a hit on he no said dog pounder. Uh, listen, listen. Jay Z even years listen. later said he yeah, it's and, like and they all the wrong. They, they were so all Jay-Z wrong. Was wrong. Snoop ain't crushed the building. No, here's you what happened. See, There's a reason video. why. There's a reason why they did that. They only put that in there because they got shot at in the trailer. What happened was when they shot that video in New York, this dude Big, and I love you Big, but you was wrong for what you said, and Snoop and Big spoke about it face to face. He forgave Biggie for that. Biggie was on the radio, Hot 97 with Funk Master Flex. It is like, yo... They in New York right now. They shooting a video, East Coast stand-up. I don't know why he was saying all that crazy stuff. And some wild, crazy fools come out there and start shooting at the trailer. According to my main man, I ain't going to mention his name because you'll clown him all the time. No, no, I no, 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 no. I'm not going to say his no, name yet. No, I do it for a reason. I do it for a reason because this dude is disrespectful. And the, person, disrespectful. and the person I'm talking about is dead. You still make for Frank. Yeah, look, you see, he laughing. I wish y'all could see this guy. Listen, Frank Alexander, Frank Alexander, who's Tupac's bodyguard, he, he spoke about this. He was like, Biggie went on the radio and said, Tupac and the Dog Pound are shooting a video in New York. It was Snoop and the Dog Pound shooting a video in New York. So they went there. They shot up the trailer. God forbid, you know, somebody could have died that night. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. So so. The hook, New York, New York, is paying homage to New York. They got that hook from an original old school record. They wasn't this in New York at all. So when they came back to shoot the video, that's when they kicked over the building. And this is when Mob Deep got involved because they kicked over what? The Chrysler building? The Empire State building too? The, yo, so it was like, man, it was crazy what was going on at the time. So that's when all that kind of got funny. But the Dog Food album is a classic it's a it's a great album. It's one of my favorites. Corrupt really showed his lyricism. Corrupt, he, he's he's one of the best lyricists. And Daz produced most of the album. He did, and it was it was good. They came out with uh, "Let's Play House," New York, Let's New York. Let's play house. <laughs> oh man, you you destroying Nate Dogg's legacy. No, man. I'm not. Shout out to Nate Dogg. R.I.P. Man. man, but yeah, that album came out, and it, you know, 
It was great. I like respect. Respect is a good one. You can hear Dre early in the beginning of the vocals. Oh, oh, <laughs> I like that sound bite in there. Oh, man. Yeah, classic album by the Dog Pound, man. It was a good album. But uh, you you know what happens late in 95, right? Yeah. Pox home? <laughs> so, so let me set the stage. Well, actually, before we get there, the Source Awards. Now, we already talked about the 95 Source Awards in a previous episode of the Rap Lab. Um, you know, you want to go in the archive and check it out, you check it out. But, uh, you know, Big Suge, Suge Knight, as long as you don't call him his real name. Stop calling him Big Suge. His name is, I'm showing him respect too, Suge Knight. Pac called him Big Suge. Pac could call him what he, do you know Suge Knight personally? No, I do not. Come on, dog. It's like, it's like, it's like me calling Master P Percy. No, 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 you call him the Colonel. But, um. Master P Percy. Listen, if I met Suge Knight, I don't want to get treated like boot camp. Call him Suge Knight. I don't want to get treated. He's not going to treat you boot camp by calling him Suge Knight. He ain't going to treat you like boot camp if you just call him Suge. But the infamous, uh. You know, there's a certain executive producer all in the video. Oh Lord, dancing. Uh huh. And in fact, he. Re- in fact, I heard some retraction about that. According to Puffy, Suge said he was talking about Jermaine Dupri. You think so? When Puffy Puffy said this, he said he approached Suge about that comment, and Suge was like, oh, "I was talking about JD." You think so? I don't think so. I mean, all of this is speculation. We weren't there at the Puff, time. Puff was in all of the videos dancing. I mean, what? Puff was in the videos. You dance. But the videos and the songs were a success, no? Bad Boy was rocking. There was a lot of jealousy there, man. Suge Knight felt away because here you got a black CEO, and, and Puff broke it down. He said, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Suge Knight. Suge Knight paved the way. And at the same award show, Puffy paid it. He said, yo, I want to, you know, I'm the executive producer. Everybody he was talking about. But I want to give a shout out to Death Row for all their accomplishments. And then when Snoop got the uh, Artist of the Year, who presented it? Who? Puff. Oh, let's not forget, Dre and Snoop went up there and they booed him off the stage. Yo. Snoop Dogg had to stop in the middle of the performance. Y'all, New York don't like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? Snoop, Snoop said, let it be known. He grabbed the mic and he was going off because there was a lot of jealousy out of here. There's a lot of hatred out here. West Coast was shining. But at the same time... East Coast is doing their thing, big bad boys. So now people are choosing sides. You got California on that side. You got the East Coast on this side. And the South is smack dab in the middle getting booed too because they're not from New York. Well, yeah, outcast. Who, who would have thought years later they they realized who they was booing? Nobody knew the niggas at the time. No, I mean, we checking for them now, but nobody was checking for them niggas back then. Yeah, obviously, the first album is a classic. They was getting checked for. In the South. Who directed their, who directed their first video? Puff. So you got to get some attention from the East Coast eyes. The music was good. Yeah, but they got booed. They got booed by a biased crowd. Not everybody from New York was booing them. You got some people in there that was just too critical. Well, but yeah, so that happens. And uh, during the speech, you know, Suge says, uh, Tupac, keep your head up. He riding with you. And uh, he bails him out of prison in in, uh, in October 95. Did you see what, did you see that death row performance, who they had in the prison? They had that cutout picture of Pac in one of the prisons. Oh yeah, they did. If you go, if y'all go back and look at the '95 Source Awards, you see when Death Row was doing their thing, where everybody's coming out of the jail cells. If you look closely in one of the jail cells, you you see Tupac Shakur. So I think the deal was kind of already done. Planted the seed. He planted the seed, and and again, you can't blame Tupac for taking that deal. He's in jail for something he didn't do. 
He wanted to get out. This is somebody offering him his freedom. You're going to take it. And he was a young man. What is he going to do? Stay in jail and rot for something he ain't do? Out on bail, fresh out of jail, California. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, then uh, the pot gets out, goes straight to the studio off the plane. I don't know if the movie is true. It's not. I don't know. And if the he he could say, I don't know. Yo, earlier today, we just looked at the House of Blues. Looked at that. Looked at that show that Pac did. There was no hail mary here down there. That. They, it's the, the truth, though. Off, the man walked off the plane. They gave him a briefcase full of money and a death row chain. Listen, you could talk about that all you like, but I heard from Daz what they did was got off the plane. Then they went to Monty's to go eat. They went to go eat first. Then they went to the studio, and he knocked out mad. He did two of America's Most Wanted. I ain't mad at you. He did uh, California Love, which which was in the other studio. He did uh, what else? He did Scandalous. He did what? Because what, uh, well, I heard he did like six records in one day. Pac wasn't playing, man. He wasn't playing. He was just knocking out all the songs that he could do at the time. And then uh, February '96, the greatest hip hop album of all time drops on the road. That's his opinion. It is a classic album. Greatest. I album won't say. Of all I time. won't say it's the greatest, cause it, like, how do you pick one that's the greatest? It is a classic. It it's is a staple. The, it's the greatest. That's his opinion. Of all time. That's not my favorite Pac album, by the way. It's a great album. I love that album, but my favorite Pac album is Me Against the World. Oh, so you like Pac's second best album? Okay. That's what you say. This album right here, the only reason why he counts it as number one is because of all the rah-rah that was going on surrounding it. Yeah, that yeah, 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 is. Come on, man. Nah, it's nothing to do with the rah We got California love. We got ain't nothing but a gangster. All that gangster stuff, man. Hey, we got a life goes on. But let's but let's digress. You know, Pac, Pac kind of lost his way. No, he didn't. He kind of lost his way as far as being the social conscious Pac. Oh, yeah, because there want to hear that yeah people want to hear that hear what that. you talking about their mama that. was a huge record everybody loved their mama their don't. mama was a huge record young niggas all the mother songs on there shed so many tears i see death around the corner pop was pop was talking real bro nah but when he came home it was time to have fun the man was locked away for a year and he was on the warpath so i understand that love. i mean again when you look at well, only only one song i can't really listen to oh well What's your phone number? Well, I, that one. Well, you know. Uh, I'm a little funny about what's your phone number. Picture Me Rolling is a favorite of mine. That's my favorite Pac song ever. That's your favorite Pac song ever? Yeah, especially with the feature from Boss Hog CPO. <laughs> if I'm I, smooth as a motherfucker. Me and my nine. <laughs> if I got to pick a... I mean, I love Ambitious as a Rider. It was one of my all-time favorites. Yo, that's another one of the records Pac did that day. Uh, what else is on there? All About You. All about you. Yeah, and I know where you're I going. The autograph on her neck. That version she ain't like, on there. The top dog that the version team. ain't on there. That version is fake. Ladies and gentlemen, that version is on the greatest hits. It's, it's not on all eyes on me. It's not on all eyes on me. Shout out to Take Top the Dog. No. Shout out to Top Shout dog. out to Snoop Dog. Shout out to the real dog. I not put, not put, that dude. I put the autograph on her napkin. She be like, ain't you the top dog and don't you be rapping? And she blew her nose on that napkin right after. Yo. There was no need for it. Shout out to Top Dog. Shout out to Snoop Dog. And, and shout out to the realest. We'll get to y'all. Nope, the fakest. And the only Top Dog we acknowledge is the one that used to manage Kendrick. Oh, my goodness. Not that other one, man. But other than that, um, what else was on there? Uh, 
Got my mind made up. Yeah, and DJ Quick also did some production too. Hearts of Men. He mixed the album. Hearts of Men was a hard record. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. What else was on All Eyes on Me? Rather uh, be your nigga. Rather be your nigga. Check out time. Can't see me. <laughs> Wait, check out time. Yeah. We gotta go. I love that record. We gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, on that record, sidebar, on that record, it wasn't even the rapping that did it for me. Big Psych talking. <laughs> Yo, Daz, corrupt. Yo, nigga, wake up. Ah. Uh. Oh, we gotta go. Also, trading war stories. He had a lot of joint. The outlaws really went off on that joint. Yeah, trading war stories. Outlaws uh, on the ride. What was the other one? The outlaws had another song. Ah, uh, that was on there. Um, I know the one you talk. Oh, um, what's the name? I, of and Hussein. My name is Hussein Fadal. I put a knife to your navel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I remember that joint. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, people. You Not, know, we can't remember it's everything. Been, it's been a minute since we since we bumped that. But I know it's on disc one. Uh, That is, uh, no, it's on disc two. It's on disc two? Yeah, it's on disc two. I'm going to tell you right now. When we ride. Oh, when we ride that one. Yeah. And, and the same dude you clown, Mo Preem was on that song too. We know Mo Prima. He right. Had, he had the weakest verse on the song. No, he did not have the weakest and, and, verse. And you notice he ain't appear on no more Death Row projects. You because, know why? No, no, because no. Because he, he suffered humiliation. That ain't the truth. No. There was a, there was a situation Nick, involving Suge. Nick, yeah, he suffered humiliation. Ain't no I, humiliation. Listen, you don't cross Big Suge. It ain't about crossing Big Suge. Don't do that. Mo Prem, Mo Prem, who's Tupac's stepbrother, there was some things going on. Things wasn't right. What things was going okay, on? Okay, there was a lot going on like back what? there. A lot of stuff behind the scenes that like a lot what? of people don't know. Like what? What, what, what are we doing? Okay, now? according according to Mo Prem, there was a lot. There were situations involving money. Money was a big e issue. Even Pop. Pac had 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 issues with money over there on death row because there was a lot of advanced money that was being given, and Shook was looking for the recoup. So there was some there was some publishing issues going on in there. See, all all that glitters ain't gold, people. Yeah, but but Mo Preem, you heard what you heard you heard you saw the documentary. That stupid documentary. Shout out to Nick Broomfield. Don't don't shout that fool out for nothing, that man. That man said uh, he suffered humiliation. Mo Mo Preem ain't say nothing about no humiliation. He said the only thing humiliating was being broke. Yeah, why was he broke? He wasn't getting paid for his work. And why was that? What do you mean, why was that? Why don't you ask Big Suge? If Suge wasn't I'm paid... Not, I'm, I'm not no, go ahead and ask Big Suge about it. Go ahead and ask him about that. Why am I asking Big Suge? Yeah, Shug? ask him. Because he was the one in control of the money. You you want me to get slapped, don't yeah, you? you? Yeah, but I, you but you love Death Row because of the controversy. Hey, hey I, I don't want to get treated like boot camp. Bro. Yeah, it ain't about boot camp. You see, you see, this is the problem here, ladies and gentlemen. I love Death Row for the music. This dude loved Death Row because of the power. But look what happened because of the power. When you get too power hungry and you got a reputation, that dark cloud is going to hang over your head. And that's when the drama starts because Dre leaves Death Row. It was getting crazy over there. He couldn't produce in the studio. All these gangsters, all these gangs up there where he's trying to work and get creative, he can't do that. And then Corrupt, he want to get out of there. Snoopy get out of there. Like we, like we rolling. And then when Dre leave, Pac start dissing. Yeah, because you know, you're as fruity as Alice. Man. Nope, it ain't got nothing to do with it. You're, you're screaming Compton, but you Shug, can't return. Suge is in Pac's ear you're saying Compton. a whole bunch of stuff. You're screaming Compton, but you can't return. Suge ain't a rapper, so now he's pulling Pac's strings, and Pac is dissing Dre. Whoa, what do you mean pulling Pac's pulling, strings? Because Pac was indebted to Suge. He owed Suge Knight. Yeah, so whatever Suge was telling them, Pac was, was going to do it. Tupac wasn't no puppet. 
Whatever Suge Knight was telling hey, him to so, do, so he's going to do it. So if Chewbacca got strings, he's a puppet. Hey, man, he was doing what Suge was I'm telling him to you, do. What you, you think that means, though? I'm asking you a question. If the dude bail you out, you ain't got no money, and he's bailing you out, you feel indebted to that man, right? I'm so not- if that man tell you to diss somebody, you're going to do it. Oh, absolutely. So that's what Pac was doing. Pac was following orders. Pac said in the interview, I'm just a capo. I'm just a capo. Suge is the dawn, so I'm doing whatever he tells me to do. And rightfully so. And rightfully so, nothing. Well, if if, if, Suge, if Big Suge didn't go get him, oh, he would Oh, my God. Who else was going to bail him there out? He goes, like, there he goes Ted with Field the Big Suge. Ted Field and Jimmy Ivey wasn't answering. But does that, listen, listen, Suge Knight saved Pac life, no question about it, but he also got something in exchange. He'd been trying to sign Pac from the beginning. If Pac had money, he wasn't going to go to death row. You don't know that. Yes, it's the truth. Everybody that started with Pac in the beginning, they said it. That's why when Suge kept approaching Pac to come to the row, Pac always turned it down because he didn't have to go. But the lawyer fees and everything that was going on in Pac's life, the money stopped. So he had to do something. Fuck Ayanna Jackson. I'll leave it at that. I wasn't even going to bring up that no good bitch. But, um, nah, man, like, like yo, man, but it's, it's crazy because 96 starts off hot. They released All Eyes on Me. At the time, sold 5 million. Shout out to Pac, though, because, you know, he went to that uh, that men's conference to try to get the brothers to vote. You know, five, he's like, All Eyes, I sold 5 million. That's 5 million votes. Uh, uh, Dog Pound sold 1 million. That's 1 million votes. Doggy Style sold 3 million. That's 3 million votes. I don't think Pac realized the same people that bought Doggy Style and Dog Food bought All Eyes on Me. But you know what the crazy part about it is, too? You could tell about the competition. Because Snoop felt he was number one. Which Snoop, he wasn't. No, hey, wait, wait a minute now. Snoop was number one before before Pac came in. And Snoop said it. He was, Snoop said he was the one that went to Sugar's like, yo, you should try to get Pac. And then Snoop did an interview was like, yo, I'm Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan always needed Scottie Pippen. Pac was looked at as, as the Scottie Pippen. But I don't think that they anticipated how hungry Pac was when he got there. When Pac came in, he's like, yo, I love y'all, but I'm about to outdo everybody and outwork everybody. And Daz was like, that's the hardest they've ever worked. Like, it was just work, 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 work. And that's how that's the energy that Pac brought in. So Suge loved it. Suge had a, had a pit bull off the leash. Shout out to Damu. <laughs> now you shouting out his dog. Oh my lord! Hey, hey, come on! You why don't you why don't you shout out his suits, his house, and all that other stuff hey, that should be? Hey, shout on. out, shout out to shout out to Suge Knight cigars too. Shout out to those. Listen, that, that, you you saw the behind the scenes footage of, of California Love. He had Damu in his so lap. So what if he had Damu in the, in the lap? What does Damu have to do with anything? And you you better be careful. Stop saying that word. Stop saying what? Don't you know what that word means? That's the name of the dog. Don't you know what that word means? All right, all right, all right. I don't want to You see, yo, this, yo, man. <laughs> that was the name of the dog. But you got to be careful. We Listen, I, every when I referenced that word, I was Damu, Damu is a gang term, bro. I'm talking about Suge Knight's dog. Be careful, though. Be very, very careful. You don't know who's listening. We are not gang affiliated, ladies and gentlemen. We're just we're just doing our research. We're gonna edit that shit out. No, no, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. It's all good because you know, shout out, shout out to the Bloods, shout out to the Crips, shout out to the Kings, shout out to all the gangs out there. I, I ain't shout, shout out, shout out, you guys, man. Shout out, shout out to the New York Mets, y'all cool too. <laughs> shout out to the Yankees. But um, but nah, man. But but in '96, we not gonna get into the whole situation. But then I mean, Machiavelli came out. Yeah, well. well Pac, Pac dies, and that's where, <laughs> yeah. 
that's where the, the downturn happens. The rest of 96, Machiavelli, which, Machiavelli's not a bad album. You know Pac wanted to leave, right? That's a rumor. No, it's not. After the albums were done. And again, you saw the movie. I did see the movie. And what happened? When he went into the when he went into the office, he was like, three albums. Yeah, and then, done. and then he owed money. He owed money. So so but he but, but Shug, Big Shook made him the president of, of Death Row East. Unfortunately, Death Row East, you know I got I got a question for you. <laughs> Here we go. I got a question for you. Go ahead with your question, man. You believe in God? <laughs> Yo, you love quoting that stuff from the MTV Awards, man. Then believe in Death Row oh, East. Oh my God. We'll, we'll, we'll play the clip. We'll play the soundbite in the audio. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you'll hear the soundbite, but you know. Matter of fact, you believe in God? Certainly. Believe in Death Row East. <laughs> believe in that. For real. That's boy, it. Right I'm there. Right but you if you believe in God, believe in Death Row East. We plan to take the same strategy we use with Death Row West, which is mind over matter, taking all our weaknesses and making it into our strengths. We, keep, we know that we got strength in numbers. We already run the streets out here. So now we just gonna help some of these brothers get their money on because we know they got talent. We got the ways to make them use their talent to the maximum effect. And that's what this is about. Everybody rap, we don't rap. We rap to make money, we do business. Ain't no other record company out there that sold as many records as we did. We outsold Bad Boy, LaFace, every black record label out there we outsold them in one year and I'm a convict and my homeboy just got off a murder case so that tell you that it's pure talent no hype we don't got no all-american smiles they don't even want to buy our record but they gotta buy our record because we represent the street so death row east is gonna be a personification of what we did on the west side we're gonna do it to the east side and we're gonna prove once and for all that all these people talking about the east coast west coast war they like the Judas was to Jesus they only here to cause confusion. We here to bring money and to bring change. They here to cause confusion. All these weak rappers, Nas, all these suckers, they battling off of East and West like this is a game. This ain't no game. If this was chess, we'd be yelling checkmate three years ago because we've been beat these It's not a game. We out here trying to help our people make money. We trying to get out of this three strike circle they got us in and start getting our papers on. So that's what we doing. By strength and numbers, we coming to the East Coast to prove there is no fear, there is no problem, there ain't nothing but opportunity. And the opportunity is overthrow the government y'all got right now, which is bad boy and Nas and all that bullshit, and we will bring a new government here that will feed every person in New York. Cool, man. All right, man. Peace. Thanks a lot. Take care. You know, it's a shame that Death Row East never happened, man. Yeah, because, you know, Pac wanted to... Uh... Work with Boot Camp, work with some Wu-Tang cats. Like Goody he, Mob, he, even though he was from the South. Yeah, he really, because he said in an interview he wanted to crush this East Coast, West Coast thing because he got love for the East. There's just certain individuals he had issues with. Don't forget, uh, Method Man and Red Man was on All Eyes on Me. Exactly, and to clarify, Meth and Red didn't even know Pac was going to be on that song. That was supposed to be a Dog Pound song, but... At the time, Suge came up with the idea, yo, all the records y'all got, man, we got to give them the Pac. Pac coming here, we got to give them some hot joints. So, you know, that song was done. Pac just had to add his voice on it, and it was good. It was a good look. And, again, Pac got Jersey connections. Outlaws are from Jersey. They're from N.E.W. Jersey. Plenty murders occurred. His, his, one of his closest friends in the world, Tretch, is from Jersey. So, yeah, and... I mean, until, you know, he was murdered, Big Stretch from Queens. So Pac used to come out here a lot, too. Yo, but speaking of outlaws, before Pac gets murdered, a couple months before, he releases the greatest diss song <laughs> in rap history. Here we go. Call the cops if you see Tupac. 
For all the guys when you see Tupac, uh. I mean, that's my number two favorite disc. What's the first? No Vaseline. Eh, that was well, I, I don't know. Compared to hit him up. Stop. No Vaseline destroyed a group. Ended a group. Who shot me, but you punks couldn't finish. Ended a group. Get no out. Vaseline is monumental. No, that, that's a whole different topic for the debate. Get out the way, yo. Get out the way, yo. Biggie Smalls just got dropped. Hey, man. Lil Moo passed the Mac. They can, say whatever they, the they can say whatever they want. Big Big was still doing all right after that. First off, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. That's all good. West Side, when we ride, coming quick. You know how many game. people criticize you, Hit Him Up? You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. Listen, the only part in Hit Him Up that had people going, yo, this is crazy, was the very end. Oh, what he said about Prodigy? When, no, when Pac was on a rampage. Besides the Prodigy thing, you know, the fofo, make sure all y'all kids don't grow and all that stuff, man. Pac was going off. He was wild. So, that song was so wild. Johnny J said he felt uncomfortable sitting in the studio when that was being recorded. I mean, I don't blame him. I, I remember, uh, shout out my boy, Big Frank. When he said, stop laughing. Yo, every, yo, 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 let me tell y'all something. Every time I mention Frank Alexander, the man who protected Tupac. Uh, he didn't do that good of a job. No, oh, really? Uh, you remember what Pac said? Maybe. Pac told Frank to drive the little homies in the other car. It would have been a whole different story if Frank would have stayed with Pac. If Frank would have stayed with Pac, he would have got lit up. We don't know that. We don't know that. Pac was in the car with Shook. There was a big difference. Well, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have went through the sunroof. <laughs> Dogs, there's so many different things that could have happened. So many different, but, but but the point I'm trying to make is Frank goes to Pac. He's like, Yo, Pac, did you hear what you just said? And Frank was like, I mean, Pac was like, Yeah, nigga, I wrote it. Frank was like, Yo, we got to get you a bulletproof vest and we got to up security. It was crazy. It was a crazy time period. And then, you know, him and Biggie running into each other at award shows and entourages going at it. It was, it was a wild time. Man, I wish I could have been around for that. Nope, you don't. I would, have, I would have loved to have been on the road. Stop it. Oh, and get smacked? Oh, they wouldn't smack me. I'd do anything. Get beat up? I'd do anything Big Shook told me. So you a puppet, man. I'm not a puppet. You a puppet. You going to do... So 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 basically, if Shook said get on all fours and bark like a dog, you going to do it? Uh, now, hold on. Let me let me explain something to you. If you're eating too much out the plate, you say go ahead and eat. I don't want no extra uh, Yeah, 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 right. Listen, Big Shook owns death row. Shook Knight. He's the boss. If he tell you to do something, you going to tell him no? So if he told you get on the knee, get on your knees and bark like a dog, you go do it. He wouldn't tell me. That. Uh, how do you know that? Because how do you know that? He wouldn't tell me. He's that. done some things to people on death row that we we all, we've heard boogeyman stories about I, what went down. I, I, I didn't hear shit. Yes, you did. Yes, you shit. did. You heard about the woman that got her teeth knocked out? I didn't hear. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You heard about you heard about the people in the studio that was using the phone? He he yeah he laughing. He shot in the air and everything like he pissed the whip the dude with the with the gun. I didn't hear. Yes, he did. He heard all that stuff. How about when Nate Dogg said somebody came through and was trying to get a record deal and he said about three words and they beat him up? You can't barge in somebody's office like yeah, that. Well, what you, you can barge in the office, but don't barge to the death row don't barge into the death row office to get beat up. It was a prison camp. Why do you think everybody was leaving? Hey, listen, not, those stories are not are not confirmed. How do we know that? How do we know well, that? Yo, people, people, you people spoke a, about it. You listened to a bunch of disgruntled ex-artists. Ain't no disgruntled ex-artists. There were people that worked for Death Row that came out there and said what was going on. This girl got her teeth knocked out. A camera woman. Yes, she did. 
Yes, you did. You, you heard all about the things that went down. And RBX, RBX did an interview. He's like, you come to work late, you get smacked. You do something wrong, you get smacked. Yeah, so it's like pimps so, and hoes. Yeah, so don't do nothing wrong and don't go to work late. But who decides on what the mistake is? It's, it's Suge's company, bro. It's Suge, yeah. So, so basically, you show up late, you get slapped in the head. You gonna take it? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 25 minutes. How early. do you know? Uh, let, let's say you get stuck in traffic. I'm gonna do my best to not get stuck. In and traffic. if you get stuck, okay, a flat tire. I'm, I'm calling a taxi. Uh, yeah, and you still show up late because you gotta wait for the taxi. Listen, listen. And then when you walk in there, you were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, big Suge." Hey, well, listen. If I if if I walk in there late when he told me to be on time and I decided to be 15 minutes late. I mean, hey, what happened? You better not show up. Don't even walk in there. Because you're going to get beat up. Listen, man, I, all, all those reports is unconfirmed. They are confirmed. We've and, heard and, stories and, about and, death row. And, and, you got, and you got washable has-beens like, uh, what's the guy's name? Rob Van Winkle? Lying on lying on, on Big Shook. You, you bring him up, but you love quoting Reggie Wright Jr. and Mob James hey, and all hey, these hey, other people. All, they ain't even rap on Death Row. They ain't all, got no music on Death Row. There was nothing but affiliates. First of all, shout out to Reggie Wright Sr. Oh, please. They don't shout out no Reggie Wright Sr. They don't need to shout out nobody. Shout outs to Reggie Wright Sr. Why are you shouting out people that never dropped an album on Death Row? First, hey, first of all, shout outs to Reggie Wright Sr. Stop shouting him out. What has he done? <laughs> because He ain't do nothing. Because without Reggie Wright Sr., there'd be no Reggie Wright Jr. So what did Reggie Wright Jr. do? What did he do? Reggie Wright Jr. was the head of security for the room. Some security. Hey, hey. Some security. He wasn't there. Some security. He was at the club. Some security. He was at 66 News. 66 News doing what? And listen. And what was Mob James doing? That guy is bitter and old. Oh, bro. bitter, but, but he was there. He mad because he ain't get shouted out on the But talk. he was there. He ain't get shouted out on the Oh, no, that's what it took to get shouted out. So, see, all that controversy with Death Row is what this dude likes. It's a damn shame. It's the place. I'd rather love Death Row for the music, not the controversy and all the beating up and people getting shot at and all yeah, this other stuff. Shout out to Reggie Wright Sr. Why are you Reggie. shouting him out? For nothing. They pit, bro, They've done nothing. They're all over the internet right they now. They do nothing, bro. They're all over the internet. You shouting right out Yeah, why? Because of Vlad TV? Hey, shout out to DJ Vlad. Oh, get out of uh, here, man. It's my people, man. That's your people's. Get them out of um, here. He bring the same people. Yo, they practically live on that couch. He bring the same people <laughs> over and over every time. <laughs> but, uh, Only one I'm going to shout out, though, but BG Knockout, I'm going to shout you out. But he be there all the time. I I, I like BG Knockout. Well, I'm going to uh, shout BG sh Knockout. Sh shout out to Boosie. What you got against Boosie? Boosie? Yeah, Boosie. Why? He, he there all the time. I'm not shouting out Boosie. Why? I'm not shouting out Boosie. Why? I'm not shouting out Boosie, man. You 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 want to shout out Reggie Wright Jr., Reggie Wright Sr., and all that other crap, please. But anywho, but but Machiavelli album wasn't bad. Um, it was a good album. What's your favorite song? Wow, uh, I'm gonna go with Against All Odds, man. Well, you know what my favorite is. <laughs> What's your favorite on there? Let me see you toss it up. <laughs> that's your favorite. Oh, give it to me. You know that's one of the reasons why Biggie stopped messing with Jodeci. Because of that. Cause uh, it well, was, Casey and JoJo was fucking with Pac heavy. Yeah, and then you know when they was on the House of Blues, cause they was they was cool with with, with Big and them and puffing them, but when they went to the House of Blues and Pac was saying what he was saying, you know they was hyping up. Like when Pac was talking, what he was talking, he's like, yeah, and give me a Biggie Smalls beat. I don't care. So I was like, I guess Big caught wind of that. Well, Black Street, they they couldn't rock their own beat right, so Pac had to show him how to do it. No diggity was still a hot song. Yeah, but Toss It Up was better. How do we know that? No diggity, no diggity won a Grammy. 
Okay. No diggity won a Grammy. Okay. Don't hate on Black Street Queen. Teddy, Teddy Riley and Dre couldn't rock it right, so Pac had to. They do it apparently they did because they got a Grammy. Grammys is biased. Uh, Gram- oh, so Gram- So so wait a minute. So when people that we like actually win, that's biased too. No, that's not biased. So when Nas won the Grammy, that was biased. Back then, was when Jay Z won the Grammy, that back, was biased. Back then, no, the, no, what you mean back then? Back then the Grammys was a horse and pony. Oh thing. really? So so when the first Grammy went to Fresh Prince of Jazzy Jeff, they shouldn't have taken it. Horse and pony. They shouldn't have taken it. Horse and pony. Fresh, Fresh Prince of Jazz Jeff shouldn't have got the Grammy. Horse and That's pony. what you're trying to say? And we and ride. Uh, he's just he's just mad. To the top. He's just mad because some of his peoples ain't oh I know why. No nominees from the Grammys. What's that got Yeah, to do? that got that got everything to do with it. Because if he won the Grammy, you wouldn't say that. We didn't need Grammys in Nolan. That's a lie. Because because why would he why why would he make up that line then? Why would he say that? We don't need Grammys. They anymore. wanted the Grammy. We don't need. They Grammys. wanted the Grammy. And look, and look how he's saying we like he's a member. No limit. Shout out to Mac, but uh. Well, shout out to Mac. We 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 don't need Grammys at Nolan. You, yes, you do. No, we. Don't. Everybody want a Grammy. Everybody want an award. Everybody want to get recognized for the work. We had Source Awards. So, so they P, had Source Awards. So what? He got a lifetime achievement. And he shouted out Cash Money. And he shouted out cash money at the same show. This is a death row show, bro. Yes, he is. Yeah, but listen, you bringing up biasness and all the stuff like that. So what if it's a death row show? That's fine. Well, anyway. Pac should have got a Grammy, though. He was nominated for it. But that was after he died. But, but continue in 96. An uh, album that a lot of death row aficionados do not like. Let's talk about Snoop Doggy Dog, the dog father. Yeah, um I don't think the dog father was that bad. It wasn't that bad. There's some songs that I could skip. I would I, I you really know, you know what my favorite song is? What was it? She was just a groupie. groupie was All tight. she wanted was Snoopy. Yeah, groupie, yeah, it was tight. You know, my man my man uh my man Snoop, he went to the to the local park and, and dragged Charlie Wilson off the park bench. What the hell you mean he dragged Charlie Wilson off the park bench? Why are you disrespecting the great Charlie Wilson? I love Uncle Charlie. Don't say he dragged him off the park bench like he's just some guy off the street. What is the matter with you? He's just some guy. Hey, no, he's he just some not. guy off the street. You remember that? You remember that Uncle Charles was a member of the Gap Band? I remember that. That's a legendary group. He ain't get dragged off the street. Yeah, but he was homeless at the time. So what if he was homeless at the she time? She was just a groupie. All she wanted was Snoopy. So what if he? Yo, listen. Everybody fall on hard times. Yeah, not, Snoop, uh, Snoop yeah. pulled him up. Yeah, he pulled him up off the park bench. St- stop, stop insulting the man. Not just stop insulting the man. Insulting the man. He, he said he was living in the park in an interview. Yeah, but yeah, but you bring it up. Oh, you, you you making it sound like he like like he was a bum. Oh, he got pulled off the park bench. Anywho, he, he was, was asked just, to come on the record. She was just a groupie. Oh, she I like, I like, I like downtown assassins. And you, um, you know what else I like? Yeah. I don't like that song. I wasn't a fan of that song. I wasn't a fan of freestyle conversation. Really? And that, I don't like that song. What about the vapors? Vapors was alright. Even though he uh, he got that from Biz Markie, R.I.P. Biz. Well, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, it, it, Snoop said it. Pac wasn't there, Dre wasn't there, my heart wasn't there. And, you know, he he just wasn't really giving his all into that. Daz really did the best he could do uh, production-wise, so did DJ Pooh. But, you know, what it sell, $2 million? It's still one platinum. Yeah, 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 I think it sold like $2 million. And at the time, East Coast was dominating. Like, Biggie was really selling, and, you know, it, everything shifted back over there. Snoop kept afloat as much as he could. Suge was in jail, and, you know... It was it was tough at the time. Snoop did what he could, but 
that album just wasn't cutting it. Hashtag free big sugar. Stop, stop, stop. What you mean hashtag free big sugar? Do you want to open up what's, what he's in jail for? Oh, no, no, no. oh you don't. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's also on the footage. You could pull it up on the camera. Yo, somebody, yo. That's my smooth impersonation. But by, by, by the way, uh, we we got a we got a uh, a compadre here with us today. He, he's a bit older. He's a bit older. Uh, we call him Old Man Marvin. Old Man Marvin, tell tell us about tell us about what the man is in jail for. Well, uh, uh, the man is in jail for a crime that he committed. It was basically he was in a vehicle. And in the vehicle, he kind of backed up and he hit somebody and then he went forward and hit somebody and then he backed up again and hit somebody again and then he went forward again and this time he he kept his foot on the gas and it was kind of, you know, I, I don't understand what was going on. You know, I was actually working security that day. I was standing outside the gate just sipping on something strong and... When I seen it happen, I couldn't believe it happened. I actually had to adjust my glasses because I can't see. I only got one eye, so, you know, it's kind of... Well, it's how you was working security, but what eye? Well, I get these benefits from, you know, for what I do. I only work five hours a day, so... Yeah, so uh, I was there, and I kind of wish I wasn't because if I was, I would have taught Suge how to drive, you know. The last thing I drove was a dune buggy. Because I'm from Ballabatry, Alabama, and I and I actually got some peoples up in Compton. That's how you say it, right? Compton. Yes, Compton. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, that's what that's what uh, Mr. Knight is in is in jail for. So uh, I just want to say that everybody out there at the facility to please get that man three meals a day, and hook him up with the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the shrimp and all the other good stuff that I can. You know, I actually like that type of cooking because I'm old school. You know, people say I'm so old that my social security number was a single digit. So that's kind of my fault for that. But shout out to the Rap Lab podcast. Uh, I was actually listening to the Rap Lab podcast back in uh, the year 10,000 B.C. I'm that old, so. It wasn't no rap lab in ten thousand BC. You sure about that? Because the caveman actually had the had the radio system with the with the with the meteor and the rock, and I was actually with the dinosaurs listening to it. Because I'm just as old as a dinosaur, according to some people that listen to this show. But I'm old man Marvin, ladies and gentlemen. I want to shout out soldier. Uh, so I'm sorry. What's your name again, son? It's, it's the Candy Man, man. The oh, right, right. The Candy Man, aka Soldier Small, and uh, and uh, uh, what and what's that other boy name? A A Q G J J B or uh, Nah, man. It's Q G, man. Can you say my name right? Oh, I'm sorry about that, son. My hearing aid ain't what it used to be. So let me. All right, well, uh. That's what happened to Mr. Knight. Do you got any other questions for me, boy? Oh, man, Marvin, it's, it's always a pleasure, man. No, well, I mean, it is a pleasure, but, I mean, where the hell am I anyway? What the hell is this place? All right, go back up the street. You live up the street and around the corner, right? Yeah, I live up the street and around the corner, but can you loan me some money to get a cab out of here? Cab? You live in walking distance, you old bastard. What you, uh, well, man, listen, I'm, I'm 85 years old. What, what the hell I look like walking somewhere? You, need, you, you can use the exercise. You asked me to come on this show to help y'all out. Uh, nobody you, asked you. You came up in here. We just had the door open. 
Well, obviously the door was open because you boys was making all that racket. So I had to walk down here and tell y'all to keep the noise well, down. Well, walk your ass back home, what right? What you, hey, 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 boy. You want me to take you out to the woodshed and beat you like all you right, stole old, something? All right, old man, Marvin. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you uh, next nah, week. Man, man, that's disrespectful, man. Yo, can't. Hey, don't you dare put your hands on me. All right, we did through. We did through old bad Marvin out. Uh, that was old man Marvin. He, he's uh right now we recording on location at our undisclosed secret location. Yeah, I don't know how that old man came up in here, man. Yo, you gotta lock. You gotta lock the door next time. Oh uh, yeah, we gotta lock the door, man. But where was we at? We was at uh, about dog, dog, dog father, right? Yeah. But in the after dog father, ninety seven is. I mean, the Gridlock soundtrack. It was a bunch of soundtracks coming out. Out. Uh, what was that? Uh, gang related soundtrack. Gang related. Gang related was actually it was a double CE, right? Gridlock was a double C. No, Gridlock was one. Gang related was, was two. two. Yeah, but uh, there's some good songs on there. Oh yeah. At Ooh. this time, Daz was president, right? Yeah, Daz was the president because you know, boom, boom, you, out the moon. You know what's crazy? Like, like maybe you could bring it up to speed with this too, man. Look at look at all the because who do we have as the roster at the time? Corrupt left. Daz was still there. You had Lady of Rage was still there. Right. The Outlaws had officially signed to the row. Right. Your favorite top dog in the realest. Top dog is not my favorite. The realest is not my favorite either. And that that was pretty much it. And then you had the dog, you know, you had the the LBC crew and all yeah. the other affiliates coming around. Everybody Snoop was doing that. Snoop was still there as of '97. He leaves in '98. Right. Uh, '97. Only one Death Row artist puts out an album, and that's Lady of Rage. Unnecessary roughness and drop. It, and it took a while for that album to come. And did nothing. No well, numbers. Yeah, I mean, the buzz died down for Rage, and she even had a DJ Premier beat on there. Yep, which was rare, because DJ Premier never produced for Death Row prior to that. In fact, Suge actually made Primo change the track, because really? he, he didn't like the original beat that he had, so he, he wanted Primo to change it. Primo actually tells a story. Uh, Primo was hanging out with, you know, with Big and, and, and everything like that. They were standing there just chilling. Suge walks over to Primo and says, yo, that track you gave Rage, I want you to change it. I don't like the beat. And Primo was like, sure, no problem. And then Big was like, yo, Suge, tell Dre holla at me. I, I want some beats. And Suge was like, yeah, all right. Imagine if they would have did some business. So that track wasn't re recorded in 97. That was recorded prior then. Yeah, it was prior. Well, it took years for that album to come out. And then we go to 98, and this is where Death Row officially dies. I mean, Daz Dillinger uh, finally gets a, yeah, a, a solo album. Retaliation, Revenge, and Get Back. Which wasn't bad. It was a pretty good album. You know, the, I liked it. The, uh, uh, I mean, from the Outlaws, he attacked the track like AIDS attacked Easy. <laughs> that's yeah. what he said. I know that's what he said. What a what Thug, a line. pound, biatch. Um, yeah, they was actually supposed to do some more work together. And then uh, what else was on there? Uh, the song with uh, I play love, a partner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, play a partner. We'll, we'll be legit. We'll, we'll, yep, that's right. From the click. Yep. Yeah, it was be legit. Uh, he had too short on there. It might sound crazy. Yep. That was a good record. Superfly did some production there. Superfly did a lot. Dub C was on the album, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was the... A lot of people say that if Daz would have released that in 96 or 95 and not 98, it would have sold better. But the album went gold. It went gold to um, Daz's credit. And the single, the lead single was In California. In California. That was a bumping track. In the city of... Well, how did that go again? The home of the city of the Crips and the Bloods. Oh, yeah, but... 
After that, death row. Yeah. Everybody gone. By that time, even Daz is gone. Corrupt gone. Pop dead. Snoop goes to no limit because you know he's a soldier at heart. Dre already got aftermath. Dre, Dre was gone and Shug, uh, Big Suge was locked down. And then we get death row 2.0. Who's in death row 2.0? You had Top Dog, which people say is a shot at Snoop. It is a shot at Snoop. No, it wasn't. He a fake. I signed an autograph on her napkin. And she'd she, be like, ain't you the top dog and don't you be right? And she blew her nose with that napkin right after because it was worth nothing. Oh, you stop it. It's uh, the truth. They had the realist who... Um, the fakest. Was a, a, uh, another. Was supposed to be the next Tupac. That's the only reason why he got signed because vocally he sounded like Pac. Then uh, the outlaws were there, obviously. Yeah, the outlaws was around. You they, know. they released Still I Rise. On, on the road. Yeah, uh, that album. They it, just, went, it went gold. They changed up all the original production. What I'm mad at on uh, uh, on uh, teardrops and closed caskets. They edited Nate Dogg hook. It was supposed to be well I forever be alone. Yep, y'all can listen to the originals on in YouTube. In this world. And they cut off in this world. But anywho. And then tattoo tears wasn't what it yeah, was. Change the beat. Yeah. Uh, letter to the president was kept the same, but yeah. Uh, also, Petey Pablo. Wow. <laughs> Crooked Eye, who later went on to become a member of Slaughterhouse years later. Yep. Spider, Eastwood, Spider, Eastwood, all them guys was up there. Corrupt went back. Corrupt went back in 2002, and that caused beef with him and Daz. Yeah, it was it was kind of heavy. And so the whole time, these guys are not doing nothing. Everybody was supposed to have an album. Crooked Eye supposed to have an album. Petey Pablo supposed to have an album. Um, Corrupt was the only one against the grain, and he told people not to buy it. Yeah, it was a lot of nonsense going on at that time. And around that. this time, uh, uh, Death Row was fucking with Murder Inc. heavy. Yeah, because you know, Ja Rule, they according to Irv, he said, you know, Suge Knight heard Ja Rule and he thought he heard Pac. In fact, he said he cried. <laughs> Big Suge, according to the sources, Big Suge said that when he first met Ja Rule, he saw Tupac in Ja Rule. Yeah, and then he gave him that joint pain to use on his Pain is Love album, and he didn't even charge him. And then who was guest featuring a lot on those, on Ja Rule's albums at the time? Hussein. Not Hussein fails, Spider and Eastwood. Yeah. You look at the last Temptation track list, and Spider and Eastwood all over the place. Yeah, Death Row and Murder, Inc. was working together, you know. The Pledge? The Pledge is is another one. And and, and, and Ja Rule was so down with, with, with Death Row that... Uh, 50 Cent is ironic. 50 Cent goes on a Tupac track on the Resurrection soundtrack. <laughs> Which, that was intentional. And, and go, it goes, uh, Tupac put a cross on his back, you put a cross on your back. Tupac shave his head ball, you shave his head ball. Because prior to that, Ja Rule had braids. Exactly. He was <laughs> yeah. wearing bandanas and all, man. Yeah, man. So, but after that, Death Row just crumbled. Yeah. 2003 it? onward, I mean, Corrupt leaves again. Yep. Uh, Crooked Eye leaves and... For years, you don't hear nothing about Death Row. Yeah. And Death Row gets sold to E1 and Koch. Yep. And they start putting out all the old catalog, and that's when they started putting out some unreleased stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of unreleased Snoop joints. Snoop Dogg had an unreleased album. The LBC Crew album came out. Finally. Crooked Eyes album came out. So, and then uh, then after a year like of putting out unreleased songs, they... I mean, they even re-released The Chronic. That's the version of The Chronic I have. They re-released it and put seven bonus tracks on it. Yeah, they remastered so many different joints. Like, how many times can you remaster the same album? That's the thing. But that goes to show you about Death Row and Death Row's music. The timeless staples and timeless classics, they just keep re-releasing and remastering them because those are, those are the ones that made Death Row what they are. Yep, and then 
Death Row goes belly up again, and now last year they get bought by Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe when I read that article. Imagine if Death Row was still around today with all the pieces and all the gears. I honestly think if Pac didn't die, Death Row would be around. Yeah. Once yeah. Pac died, that it sunk the ship. It kind of just went crazy after Dre left because when Dre left, then that's when things started changing. It was like a domino effect. You know, Dre leave and then Pac gets killed and then Snoopy leaves, Corrupt leaves. It's like, it just... They lost everybody. They lost everybody. And Big Shit going to jail didn't help because there was no leadership. Right. You know, Suge going to... And it, it, it's like... Suge became his own worst enemy with all the stuff that was going on, all the controversies and everything like that. It just, it just, it just got bad. And DJ Quick said himself, "Suge, you had a hundred million. All you had to do was just play ball." I love Death Row's music, bro. Oh yeah, it's timeless classic. You could till this day. I was listening to the Chronic the other day. Still get the juices off it. Yeah, and uh, you know what I come to realize? They their run was so short. Yeah, because when you look at it, it was 1992 Nin- to 96 was their prime. That was that was their prime. Four years. And if you know what? I'll even go to 98 because, you know, Daz, Dogfather. Yeah. The you, album sold. You can still count those. The you, soundtracks went gold, so. It's like who wanted to go to Death Row? Who wanted to do business with Death Row now after all that? But, yeah. Crazy because their competition, Bad Boy, was around for a, a full decade plus after that. Yep. But for those of y'all who uh, haven't looked through the Death Row catalog yet, I highly recommend that you go listen to Dr. Dre's The Chronic, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, Dog Food, Dog, Dog Pound, Dog Food, All Eyes on Me, All Eyes on Me. I mean, I don't. You don't have to listen to Machiavelli or Dog Father or Retaliation, Revenge, and Get Back, but they're all still good albums. Even if not better than the predecessors, but... Aha! Y'all thought y'all got rid of me, huh? Oh, good lord. Y'all should listen to MC Gusto. He was also on Death Row Records. Who the hell is MC Gusto? MC Gusto got a song called I Did It, I Did It, I Did It. And it was a great record, man. You could do you could do the Charleston dance to it. Y'all want to see me do the Charleston dance on this show? Oh, man, Marvin, we, we don't got no cameras on. Uh, well, that's all right. Back in my days, there was no TVs or radio, so I don't know why 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 you got a problem with that. Who let you back in here? I let myself back we in. We locked here. the door. Yeah, I picked the lock. I'm an old locksmith. I actually took my old hanger wire and put it in the keyhole, and I popped it out, and I jumped right back in here. We gonna get you put in the home. What you mean you gonna get me put? Do they got applesauce? I think they would have applesauce in the, in the old folks' home. Okay, well, make sure that it's refrigerated. You know, my dentures can't handle all that other stuff y'all got out here. Good and Lord. what y'all know about death row anyway, man? Yeah, y'all don't know nothing about we no death row. I about death row. I was actually there. Y'all was not there for no death row records. So what did you see on death row? Oh, I saw a lot of things on death row. When I, when, when I used to be the janitor at that building... I seen a whole bunch of stuff going on. I saw Folks, we 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 we, know, we can't disclose anything that we don't know how to Well, make. actually I I could tell y'all what was happening. No, you know, there was there was a, there was an incident involving a man when he walked up in there. I, listen, hey, I'm gonna cut you And he had a duffel bag full of money. Duffel bag. And I told the gentleman, I said, wait a minute, sir, you can't come in here with all that, because if you did, then it'd be a problem. All that money gotta be accounted for. And I actually had a steak with Suge, and Suge was telling me, he said, oh, man, Marvin, 
Why the hell is that? But you that? wasn't old back then. Well, of course I was old back then. I was born old. You ain't here. And you know something? Brad Pitt, you owe me a lot of money because that movie you did was based on my life. Y'all don't know about that. I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest man that ever lived. And the type of music I like is not the same that everybody else like. I know real hip-hop back in the days when they used to write on Sanskrit paper. Muhammad Ali ain't here no more. Why, why are you bringing up the greatest boxer of all time? Actually, I know a better boxer better than him. Black Jack Johnson. That was my guy back in the days, man. He was great. Oh man, Marvin, we try to wrap up the show, man. Okay, well, I'll 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 I'll, I'll give y'all the outro. This is uh, the podcast lab rap uh, or the or the or rap, the, rap lab podcast. Oh, the bebop, the 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 uh, the the reggae rhythm and and all that podcast that you got out there. And I want to shout out the Hershey's man, and I want to shout out the uh, Alphabet boy, whatever his name is, and uh, shout out to the uh, to the barber who who actually hooked me up. But he actually cut me so low that my brain fell out my ear lobe, and I ain't know why. And I want to shout out the other guy with the uh, what's that on his head? Dreads. All right. You know, I used to have a style like that back in the day. We had mashed potatoes, and we put it in the hair, and we kind of shaved up. But I, 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 I'm sorry, people. I, I I know I sound a little short-winded, but I'll just tell y'all goodbye, good night. This is this is the Rap Lab, and uh, y'all got anything else to say? We appreciate y'all checking out the y formula. Yeah, yeah, yo, old man, man, you gotta stop with all that talking, man. I respect my elders, but you gotta chill, man. Yo, yo Q, who let this, who let this man in here? He said he broke the lock to come in. Yeah, of course I broke the lock, man. You boys don't know nothing about security. Y'all want real security? Y'all should hire me. I'll be your security well, guard for the rap lab. Listen, I I'll pay you in rice cakes, and don't come downstairs. All right, how about that? Would you put some marshmallows in those rice sure, cakes? Sure, you can have marshmallows. Uh, all right, there. Well, that's how good to me, then, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, respect your elders out there. Always respect that. Yeah, man, we're going to respect our elders, but you playing around. Hey, man, I made me take off my belt. I'll tear both y'all up right now. On that note, we're going to see y'all next week, man. This, this, has been, uh, this has been the formula. is the candy man and the true GQG signing out. Incense. All right, old man Marvin.